Raisin Man Arena. Good morning. Good morning. And hello, hello. And we're live in three, two, one. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Good morning, everybody. What's up? What's up? Good morning. It's Raisin Man Arena. Coming to you live from beautiful Houston, Texas. Just kidding. It's March. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. And spring is just around the corner. We got the window open. There's a be- like a nice little breeze. I feel like a million dollars. Okay. Well, we we're here to talk about spring. <laughs> we started talking about spring like a couple of minutes before the podcast started. And we were like, let's just wait till, wait till we're recording to do this. But it seems like Sarah and I have another point of agreement on where we kind of disagree from Felipe. Felipe. And it's about the... The, Sarah and I feel that spring brings with it kind of existential dread. Uh, totally. And that it's it's not a nice season. It's, no. It's a scary season. And the transition especially is really treacherous. Yes, yeah. absolutely. The changing of the weather and things like that. And see, Felipe loves spring. See, only, only you guys could turn the one incontrovertibly good thing, the one good season, and make it scary. Spring is... When everything be, it's like you you exit winter. It's new beginnings. What's scary about that? Aesthetically, I don't like the way that it, it looks. Aesthetically, aesthetically, you don't like flowers and buds and stuff like that. I don't like the f- springtime flowers. There's a softness to them. There's a pastel color yeah. palette that pastel, I find pastel just grunge. Like, Ugh. Pastel grunge, pastel grunge, <laughs> like Rookie. and like Tabby Easter Gavinson. eggs and stuff. All Easter eggs, everything is oh. associated with Easter. Yeah. I hate, yeah. I hate it's a bad, it's a bad Easter. aesthetic. I don't, but that's not. I don't celebrate Bunnies. Easter. That's you not my business. You don't celebrate Easter. That's not yeah, my you business. You Pascal, el Pascal, <laughs> Pasqua, <laughs> Pascal. You, you, you're supposed to be into Catholicism now. You're supposed, <laughs> no, you're you're supposed to be a That's skinny right. wayfish Catholic girl yeah. from the Lower East Side. No. Felipe <laughs> doing a deep dive infiltration into trad Catholic culture for yeah. Raisin Man, no. for Antifax, older millennials to understand. Little popping, little e- lower East Side Catholic chick. Yeah. Well, even, if, even if I was, I don't think those girls are doing Easter egg hunts. <laughs> I, think I, I think they would find that sort of debased and sacrilegious. Are they yeah, enjoying little daffodils in the park and wearing little white gloves? I don't know. You know, I'm I'm looking at them through I'm looking at them through the zoo window. You yeah, know, trying to get a peek well, in, but I'm not quite it's, sure. It's funny because I'm like. I'm a wasp and I come from wasps wasp culture and in for wasps Easter's huge. Really, Easter's really big. For yeah. some reason, it feels it has a Catholic vibe to me. No, it's well, okay. I don't it's know. For everybody. It's no, for but everybody. now that I think about it, there's no reason why it should. It's Jesus. He's back from the. No, you know. but I feel you because Easter is like it's supposed to be the best holiday or the most important one if you're Catholic. But it's just like suffering. It's Jesus on the cross, right. you know, tortured and, to death. And, and, and yeah. Protestants love money. They love prosperity. And they love having fun. So Christmas is more your thing. Yeah. Is that all right? That's okay. That's Christmas is more. I think I associate it with you. You eat a bunch of lamb and you're. All you get all your kids in cute little outfits, like That's little true. dresses and little suits That's and stuff. True, and little they, socks. they run around. You get the your lawn. kids in cute little outfits. It's kind of sus to me. 
I'll put them yeah. in cute. The, yeah, like every all the girls are in little matching dresses and stuff, and they run around the lawn and look for eggs. Well, <clears throat> my point is just that for me, <laughs> Easter is not a big part of how I think of spring aesthetic. What do I think of spring aesthetic? The sun is out. People are out. A crocus. <laughs> what, is that? what the fuck are you talking about? A crocus. It's a, it's the it's the first flowers that pop out Thank of the snow. You. you don't even fucking know about spring. You're, you're not you even spring head. I'm not a real head. I'm not a real head. Sarah and I are doomers over here. We know everything about spring. <laughs> See, well, sometimes, know thy enemy. Yeah. Sometimes knowing sometimes knowing less can actually bring more happiness. Yeah. Here's the thing. Spring. I associate spring with when I was in school. Yep. And because when spring is happening, it's like the transition into summer. And yep. like and you're you, sad about school ending. No, you don't know what you're gonna do for the summer, and it's, and it's like God. scary. Yeah. And oh and you God. have to start thinking about your life and what your life yeah. means, what like outside this? of school. Yep. And it's it's terrifying. Yep. And it's like it brings up all these existential questions you have about like where am I going in my Bro, life? I tell you What's what you're. Happen? I tell you where you're going. You're going to the damn beach. No. <laughs> no. You're going to that damn park. No. You got to go on the band Hershey Park trip with the rest of the orchestra. <laughs> yeah, that rocks. You wear matching t-shirts. The rocks. You get on the bus with all your boys line. and your girls uh, and you're playing the trombone and the flute. Uh, it's I, scary to me. I'm surprised because usually it's me and Sarah that, that are terrified <laughs> making, of the taking future. Taking a beautiful thing. Yeah, it destroying yeah. it, you know, <laughs> sort of like inching to every, you know, there's like walls closing in on every side. Everything, you know, everything cuts us. Everything is like a razor that cuts our hands. <laughs> and Sam is the one who has a buoyancy about life. That's what I'm saying. So that's why when I walked in here and you're feeling a buoyancy... And you think you smell a perfume? Felipe asked me if I was wearing perfume because he smells a perfume in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a brain aneurysm. Like, mm, it smells beautiful. I feel so good. Two minutes later, can't talk, can't walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I all, here's something else I don't like about spring. The light rain showers, a dampness. Uh, picturing a cobweb with some raindrops on it, or like a spider. You like web. that? I don't like that. Oh my I don't like god! That. Drip, drip, drop drip, to the drip. April showers. Yeah. Do you remember that from Bambi? Yep. Oh and I don't god. like it. I don't like mushrooms popping up in the grass. New. No. So what do you guys like? Frost on the ground, <laughs> death, mm-hmm. bald trees, mm-hmm. decay. Yep. Stillness. That's the truth. Entropy. Yeah. Yeah, that's fall. Falls perfect. <laughs> Things uh, are dying. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Falls decent. Falls laps. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. But you're. T- I really can't. Sound off in the chat if you think that these two guys are. If you like springtime. Springtime. Even though this is a debatable and issue. And the pollen in the air ignites a kind of sexual energy yes. in, in me and all my. Uh, colleagues, that scares me. Mm, that's yeah, true. That's I was true. <laughs> okay. Wait. So first, you you kind of went through the galaxy brain because you were like pollen. I was like, okay, I'll give it to you. Pollen does fuck me up. Then you said sexual energy, and I said, no, wait, sexual energy rocks. But then you said it scares me. You're right. That shit does. <laughs> it's not good. Totally. Cuffing season's over. And it, I'm. I gotta talk to my cuffing season is over. Everyone, <laughs> attention, attention, attention. And it's back, just free range. Everybody's got to be out here popping off, you know. Popping their pussies. Yeah. (laughs) So if you you are in a loving relationship, if you've spent the winter building like a nice domestic relationship. Holding each other. End it now. Spring is coming. Watching WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Watching Euphoria season two. (laughs) End it now. Spring is coming. It's time to fuck. Uh, 
Felipe is speaking for we springheads. Man, we got some first time, some first time chatters in the chat. We got Christian. Hey, good morning, Christian. We got caught bangers. Good morning, caught bangers. Who's caught bangers? I don't know. They're first time chatter, so well, yeah, there's cool. no way to know. Welcome to the chat. And then we got Sabina, who likes every season more than summer because Florida is always summer vibes and it's ass. That sounds like torture to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's awful. A, I mean, but that's yeah. a different that's a different question, right? If you're living in a place in the country where that's there's summer no forever. Seasons, when the rest of the country knows you, it can't be Christmas every day, it can't be summer forever. Right. But Florida thinks it can, and it's not right. Isn't there an episode of the Fairly Odd Parents? Got Coulter in the chat as Yo, well. Yeah, Coulter in the chat. First time chat. Oh my god, we had three first time chatters. We got to send out a round of prizes. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> we got all these. Check um, your mails, guy, <laughs> guys, because there's gonna be some prizes yes. coming in. Because we got all these frozen turkeys left over from yeah. the Thanksgiving turkey <laughs> <Yeah>. giveaway. <laughs> we were gonna give no away. No guessed the trivia question or whatever we did. We're giving away uh, tickets to Six Flags, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hated going on band band trip. With the middle school or whatever to really? amusement park, yeah, dread, horrible dread. What? Yeah, I can see I why. Bet. Yeah, I can yeah, imagine I exactly that. what kind of girl you were yeah. too. <laughs> you're like sitting, sitting alone on the bus, and you're like mm-hmm. sucking on some sort of candy. Mm-hmm. That's, My that's like, yeah. yeah, that's like gotten all over your hands yeah. and your, and your so, mouth. Sarah, stuff. You're like Janice face because on one hand you're so social, everybody likes you, you're so fun to be around. On the other yes. hand, you like hate being around Ugh. too many people like more it. than more than anyone i know yeah what does janice face mean it's the films uh yeah it's, it's like the movies it's the god the roman god of doors yeah is that true yeah and he's he has two head two faces wow and then to be janice faces like you're like you're double I'm not double. double crossing but you're um you're two-faced, essentially. I represent the full range of human experience. <laughs> I hate anything social that reminds me of like school and being a kid. Yeah. I hated being a kid. I find it oppressive. Something like a band middle school trip is um, oppressive. Absolutely. Like the, yeah. the, the chaperoning, the rules, the wearing the shirts, having a buddy. Everything about it is like, I, I don't know. They're taking away all your rights. And they're giving you something yes. cheap and, in return. And then there's something. Ride. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. And then, and then in exchange for your freedom. really loving it. <laughs> Yes, and like kids really love you because they're stuff yeah, and it, them they're goofing off also makes you more nervous because yes. they're not following the yes. rules. And yes, and like, they're not woken up and there's no solidarity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I need my freedom. Wow, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. And it's true that even in my life now I've I've uh, turned in a lot of freedoms and agency in exchange <laughs> for like simple candy like pleasures. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sarah, you uh someone now you're talking to the mic too much and I gotta turn you down no <laughs> you're t- too loud no. on the mic yeah. well I'm out for 10 minutes <laughs> someone told Sarah We're she needed to box. talk into the mic and now she's she's at 50 decibels uh, yeah I'm at 50 decibels Ray Toyota yeah hey Ray <laughs> <laughs> what's up Ray well I wanna talk about computer graphics oh my god <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> what? so so this this conversation started yesterday when I saw that Sarah had posted a link to a video in her Instagram that she said, this this video is really good. You should watch it. That's right. I said, okay, well, it's my best friend, Sarah Wilson. I'm, I'm not going to say no to that. That's right. There so should have been 300 watches added to that video. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Which is what, the 300 followers? My 300 now. viewers of my stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, you get 300. I get 300. Damn, yeah. those are high numbers. High numbers, high numbers. Those are high yeah. numbers. I only get three hundred when I post like 
face. Fire. And I post, <laughs> <and> I post whole. <laughs> yes. And how did I find that video? Chris Rutledge had shared, had RT'd it on Twitter or something. Mm. I don't follow the computer graphics world. There's no way that I know. And I'm an, a year late on this video. I think it came out last year. Oh, really? Yes. But I saw this on Twitter. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but hey. I think he does. Oh, hey. Um, so I watched this video. I was so stressed out yesterday. I've been really stressed out. And I f- suddenly found this video where I was like, the history of computer graphics. This is like just what I need. <laughs> and I turned it on and it's really soothing to watch. The voice is really nice. I would say, dare I say it, too soothing. <laughs> first, you can't soothe first the viewer seven too minutes are a skip for me. <laughs> I had a feeling. I thought I, the same I thing. I woke up early this morning and I said, I'm going to be on my game today. And I watched the video and I thought, what Jesus. the fuck? What the fuck? She, she told me to watch. She posted this in her story to tell people to watch this video of a guy walking what? across a bridge. And so I did. And so I did. Yeah, that's funny. I think of that as the um the ryan mcglade approach you know how ryan mcglade has that uh what's it called a no budge video that came out last year i can't think of the name of it but it's this awesome uh short film that he made and he does this amazing intro to it where it starts on like a um computer graphic image of planet earth and he's just talking over the process of making the film and it's like slowly zooming into the place where he shot it um, which is like his grandparents' house. And um, it's just really beautiful. And I love it as an intro. And it made me think like, oh, every film should have a little intro where a person's like, yeah, you know, and then I got the call to make this. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> like, I just like that. But then on this video, it was like too much or something. Like, it was too much. Like, getting into what the video was about in a yes. way that was like, just show the video, just show yes. the video. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, and all during the pandemic when this and that was so hard to do. And I was like, I don't give, don't mention the pandemic. Yeah. Don't talk about your why it's interesting that you created a virtual space of the art gallery, and also the art gallery actually exists. I don't care. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't and the Ryan film is called Haas. I just my my boy Felipe did that with Sophie Zucker's house. Wait, what? Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, you should explain what that means yeah, what though, because oh. otherwise it's a strange oblique <laughs> reference to something no yeah. one will know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, I guess as an aside, Felipe, we are filming something for Simple Town that took place at Sophie Zucker's house, and Felipe created a 3D model of Sophie Zucker's house. <laughs> Did I ever show you this, Sarah? No. I was we, we, totally crazy. unnecessary. Totally. Took way too long. Yeah. How'd you Never get the used measurements? It. You made Sophie give you the measurements? Um, no. Well, I was, so I said, I'm going to storyboard this. And then when I sat down to, I was, because usually sometimes when we make videos, I'm the one in charge of storyboarding, or, or at least I give myself that task. And I, um, was having a hard time storyboarding it because we had all these photos of the house, but I couldn't understand what the space actually was. <laughs> so I thought, oh, if I make a 3D model of the house, I won't even have to, I won't even have to draw the angles. I'll just be able to like position the 3D camera and very quickly prototype. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. All right. Different You're... angles. And then that took me like two or three weeks. Um, <laughs> in, I didn't even insane, finish. Insane, right? I didn't even finish the storyboard. Insane. But uh, the way I did it is I looked at the photos very, very carefully and I slowly built up the model based on like the different <laughs> angles. And I created and I created a wow. space that was so 
close to the actual house that when I arrived to the house, it was uncanny. It was like this uncanny experience of like, I've been here already in my wow. dreams. <laughs> yeah, With Simple wow. Town, Felipe just, you know, we kind of give him yeah. his own little missions. Spins his wheels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why don't you spend 20 days working on the t shirts? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's um, wild. You got to give that 3D model to Sophie's family. I know. That's what we've been saying. I think I'm like, you know, Google has like a research lab where they create things that don't end up getting used, but it's like the, the innovative arm. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm innovating yeah, for yeah, Simple Town. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, anyways, so this video, I would say it's searching for a point. Uh, that's and that's always good. <laughs> that's always a great, <laughs> Dude, that's why I wanted to get people to watch it. Great, keep going. It's kind of searching for a point, and I I would say and this would be a generous summation. This would be more concrete than the video. And you watch from is, beginning to end, correct? Beginning to end. Yes. What I would say it's about, or like an interesting premise that he brings up is he's like, I'm interested in the way software affects the real world, and there's all these examples in which glitches or or problems that first appear in computer simulations actually have real world effects even though the world doesn't have that glitch in it exactly it's like it's not the world doesn't have that glitch so it shouldn't be glitching in the real world like what so like like so, real people t-posing and yeah. around the street <laughs> yeah that gives the example of a, a rocket that was launched i can't remember from what country um and this was like a couple of decades ago and it exploded like very quickly after launch and it was because of a software glitch that was related to like, you know, there's an origin point in 3D space and like a certain, as points get further away from it, there's like a I can't, point error or something is what he called it. Um, there's just like a glitch where it was like, oh, the rocket has gotten too far from the origin point in the software and so the software just kind of like kills out and the rocket in real life just... Like oh. exploded, crashed, like couldn't go any further because in the software it couldn't imagine, it couldn't calculate it going any further. So even though it had like the jet propulsion uh, and the ability to physically exit the atmosphere, because in the software it couldn't in the 3D space do that, it couldn't in real life. Oh, so wow. it's like, this isn't a real world problem. This is a that's right. computer graphic imaging problem. So does this stuff happen with stuff that's not like rockets, stuff that could happen in my life? <laughs> no, well, mostly rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he then starts. So he sets up this interesting premise, and then he this goes. Is this guy Alan Warburton, who's like a an artist and a researcher on like how computers see the world, like computer vision, and then computer graphics. That's sort of the duality. Is like computers look out into the world and they see us and they figure that out. And then they also create something that we can then look at. That's like, this is what the computer sees. That's computer graphics. Mm. So, he, Right. So he, he sets up this kind of interesting premise or this interesting promise, which is that like software affects the real world and glitches and, and things that happen in software have palpable effects in the real world. But in order to get there, I first need to explain the history of computer graphics. And I go, okay, great. I'm down for a little history yes. lesson. Yes. And this was one of the strongest you're, parts, you're like, I would you're say. You're like, okay, go off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You look like, go off. Okay, go off. <laughs> um, so, so then he's like, okay, computers were first sort of 
their primary application in the 40s and 50s and 60s was sort of these like military uses and for calculating simulations of like ballistics missiles and like radar and like all this stuff that was like sort of that that didn't they computers didn't have any visual um they couldn't visually represent things. People would just look at essentially like printed out spreadsheets They're and stuff. Black boxes. But they were like so simulations this, yeah. of things that could happen in the world, calculations. Yeah. And then he was like, but people needed, decided that it would be easier eventually to stop looking at spreadsheets of, of simulations and actually have look at graphical models. And so they started to figure that out. And then he was like, quickly kind of jumps to early 3D graphics. And he's, and this is, a thing that I thought was interesting and well explained because it was simple, but he was like, because compu- com- computational power was is not powerful enough for us to accurately and effectively model what the world looks like, like at a real level. Like you'd have yeah. to do billions and billions of calculations to model light correctly on every 3D yeah. object. So you can't just make a system where it's like, let's just have light as it operates in the real world because there would be billions of like um, rays of light and how they refract. And a computer yes. at this point can't process that. So Not they can't just enough. like make the light system and then put an object in it and have the computer show you what it looks like. Not powerful yeah. enough. Exactly. So Well, now cyberpunk the- has achieved it. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. And you know, he doesn't mention that. He doesn't <laughs> mention Cyberpunk. Um, if only he had known. Uh, so then he's like, so all these people created these little hacks, these little workarounds right. to make it so it looks like objects in computer games are real, even though they're not. And so he gives some examples. He's like, there's things like shading software which sort of shades objects in a in a way that sort of is believable but they're not the the objects are not actually shaded correctly responding to the light that's like in the game yeah um it's just a wrap it's just a wrap he's like or texture or texture which is like this this like it it, is meant to look like couch like this couch here has like this sort of um this uh, texture, texture. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Oh, I was going to yeah. say carpet texture, yeah. um, uh, carpet texture, and and uh, hard to make. So you just take a two D image of that couch and you sort of wrap it in that texture and kind of it's believable. And here I am hearing all this and thinking, so Felipe, I bet Felipe already knows all mm-hmm. this and he hasn't even told me. Yeah, well, yeah. no, he should have told you the first They're thing when you met. You know what yeah. I? You know when what I thought? Met, you know what I thought? You, you know what I thought watching it? I thought. Finally, Sarah's gonna give a shit. And next time I talk, and next time I try to explain all this stuff, she's gonna be really yeah. in- interested yep. in it. That's right. Because I tried to explain. I shit felt like frustrated. This. I felt like this information has been gatekept. I didn't know about wraps. I didn't know about texture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you, you got it. And you didn't say anything. Normal maps, bump maps, UV maps, buffer. G-buffer, I wanted to say buffer. this stuff to you a long time ago, but I was afraid I was mansplaining. You <laughs> <laughs> do a call out post. Carly's like, wait, so you guys are recapping the boring vid? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking here. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna get interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but gonna, go, it's gonna get interesting. Carly, just hold on for this. Two more on. minutes. So there's a punchline coming. Okay, so, <laughs> so he 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 talks about all these hacks, blah blah blah, and I'm thinking, uh, where where's he getting to software affecting the real world? You know, where's this yes, promise yes, that yes, he set yes, out in the beginning? Yes. 
And then he goes through a bunch of other shit that I thought was not interesting. And then the other only other interesting thing was he's like, okay, "Okay, so now there's this thing called simulated data, which is and I'll explain what it is. What is it? It's it's when AI artificial intelligence is trained on synthetic representations of the real world rather than data collected from the real world itself. And Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. There was this company that was trying to train a robot to clean a bathroom. Now, in order for a robot to know what to do when it's inside of a bathroom, it needs like 83,000 images of bathrooms. What's a toilet? What's the floor? Exactly. Oh, but We're, what if the toilet doesn't have a normal flush? It's got a button on the top. Yeah, he's got to know that. Now he doesn't know the toilet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> now, it's hard to get 83,000 images of bathrooms from the internet. Why They're not out there. People are not taking images of their bathrooms. And they don't have the metadata that will it, allow the Yes, the to... photos don't have the metadata that will allow them uh, to, yeah, to learn on it, I guess. Photos, <laughs> photos don't course. have the metadata. Well, I could have told um, you that. So you need to be, before you post your photos on the internet, you need to be tagging all the information. Mm-hmm. Go into the metadata and write what everything is. Bathroom. bathroom. My bathroom. <laughs> tiles. <laughs> toilet. Clean. That's exactly. right. Please do it. <laughs> so... So what they did was they created 83,000 randomly generated 3D models of bathrooms that the robot, that they then uploaded into the robot. So you're telling so they're me they're not even real. They're like, I'm making up a random ass bathroom. Yes. yes. Toilet on the ceiling. Yes. Sink on the ground. Yes. And they're doing 83,000 derivations. Yes. Of- that. So the yeah. robot is now trained to clean this bathroom based on bathrooms that, that don't never existed. never existed, don't <gasps> exist in the real world. Wait, so but you got to start with something, right? Because you got to start with something that's real. But no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, how do you invent? Don't. How do you invent the fake bathrooms? You need to start from something. Yeah, well, they well no, they you show don't. you these images of these bathrooms, and they look they like look like little computer like bathrooms in a computer game. <laughs> Yeah. Bathrooms in a computer, like in Half Life Two, mm-hmm. like in Half Life Two, yes, or like in Sims, or yes. like in Deus Ex, Deus Ex, or yeah, any of the other Skyrim? games, any of your favorite bathroom games. <laughs> 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 okay, so then what? So then what happens when they set this little robot loose on a bathroom? <laughs> he goes buck wild. <laughs> he goes absolutely buck wild. He goes buck. He's always thought he it was just buck. imaginary. <laughs> computer thing and there's one in the bush he goes absolutely super saiyan on the bathroom he starts milly rocking right in the middle because he's so excited yeah. he jumps in the toilet washes his hands Yes. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't know. It was an interesting thing he mentioned, in the video, <laughs> oh, and then he kind of drops it. I thought you were about to say, and then it glitches out and poops in the toilet. No, like, no, he kind of drops it. He doesn't no, no, say no. anything. We don't know what happened with that robot. <laughs> we, we don't know how often that robot's not at my house. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. I, need the, I need the bathroom robot. F- at, I was about to say her address, but. And who cares? Even if I did say my address, who would care? Yeah, who would? Go yeah. off in the chat. Everyone, everyone here knows where you live. In yeah. the chat. Yeah. Um, um, all right, bring it home, Sam. So those were pretty much. <laughs> I better freak out at the conclusion of this. <laughs> oh, and then the other interesting thing was he's like, "There's a reason why there are 
very there's always there are no mirrors in video games ah yes i like this because mirrors are hard computationally because you basically have to redouble all the calculations in order to re-represent the thing that's happening in yeah. the mirror see that didn't occur to me because in real life Mirrors are no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> you yeah. put one up. Okay, it's there. No one's ever going to be like, you know, kids, we can't have a mirror because the compu- the, it's going to double the computations of the house. We can't yeah. afford that. <laughs> Imagine yes. if your parents That's said right. that. And it may... <laughs> but it is hard in real life if you're a kid to make a mirror in real life. You try to make it out of tinfoil, doesn't quite work. You're right. It's you true. Know? It's true. It's hard. It's, no one knows what a mirror is made of. I have no idea. That yeah, stuff. it's I've never true. Seen we that still stuff. don't know. People say people say sand, but I'm like, I've seen sand on the beach. And There's not a mirror there. there. Yeah, yeah. It so, makes it makes you think. What if we are living in a computer simulation? Why? What things are hard for us to see or don't appear often in my life? And maybe it's because those things are computationally difficult yeah. for the computer simulation uh, that I live in. Pussy. You know? True uh, love, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I uh, guess no. I guess uh, I guess is a little computationally uh, no, taxing. No, it's very easy to render. <laughs> no, it's been very easy to render in my life. Mm-hmm. Come on, Sarah, hop oh, in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on, here. Sarah yes. Gets any pussy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you're not the guy to make that joke about either, you know, because you do. He does. Oh, he yeah. Do. Do oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got nervous for a second. I was like, "What are you? What are you about to say?" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, uh, so those were the extent of the things that I thought were interesting oh, well, in this wait, video, wait, wait, and wait. everything else. It didn't. Sarah's putting on the glasses. To, didn't Sarah's drive towards gla- any conclusion. I don't think he he answered anything that he set up. He okay, more just sure, sort of sure. mentioned some interesting things, <laughs> and I thought overall it was a waste. And you and thought, I, was it disrespectful of me to share it on my story? Yes, and I thought, I'm not going to pursue all the things that Sarah puts on her stories anymore. That's wow, what I learned from wow, the video. Wow. So I've lost one from my sphere and just, of influence. And just because she's having a bad day, you know, doesn't and, mean that and, you have to watch and this video. was the salve to her <laughs> shitty yeah. day, doesn't mean it's going to be good yeah. for me, yeah. okay? No, she's that's on right. One. That's right. And I didn't send it to you to watch. I put it in my sphere of influence, <laughs> and whoever is a sucker and kind of goes for yeah. my shit can watch it. Um, but this is the thing that it gets to in the end is it's like, oh, in order to for computer graphics to like look as good as they do now, you have to have God, we really have to get into all these details, um, multiple layers of data. You know, it's not just like one single object that gets rendered. It's like um, one layer is the light and another layer is the texture and another layer is the depth of field. And like they map all of this and that that's the way computer graphics are done now. They're not just like a single object that then you like look at it and you're like, oh, the texture's all fucked up. Now I got to render the entire thing again. It's like multi-layered, right? Uh-huh. Does this make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, and because that's how computer graphics are done and there's so many movies and like digital products being made with computer graphics in this way, computer vision is now learning on computer graphics instead of on images from the real world. Instead of being like, here's 10,000 images of real life, they just look at like, here is um, Jurassic World 2. Yeah. Uh, learn about the world from this. 10,000 images of Thanos. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Because all that data is already there. So the computer can learn from something that speaks its same language and that has all that information rather than from 2D images. But then it takes everything that it's learned and it's able to project that onto the real world in a way where like suddenly if you uploaded a photo of your mom when she was a little kid, 
it could um, estimate how old your mom was and where she is and turn it, figure out the skeleton of making your mom into a 3D object and, and mapping all of that, that from looking space. at Jurassic World 2? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay. She tur- it turns her into a raptor. Mm, like it takes all this information out of fake world, out of computer world, and it can bring it now into real world huh. and like understand the way the real world is with data that's like not available in a, t- a 2D image or available you know, just in real life, you wouldn't be able to get it. So it's like learning from the way things are made in computers. So the point is kind of like, what, the way we do things in software, the way we do things in computer graphics does matter because that's the way computers are learning to see our actual mm. world. But then it kind of get, arrives at its point, which is like he starts by being like computers used to be black boxes running these algorithms inside about like, oh, what'll happen if we go to nuclear war with Russia? And that information would just get printed out on a long piece of white paper and you just have to like look at the numbers and be like, hmm. But now like, uh, he, so he's like, it was a black box. And then he ends by being like, but who's to say we're still outside the black box no. now? I didn't even get that. Mm. Like you're now okay. So you're explaining stuff. See, he did have a point. So he did have a point. the virtual, the virtual and the real have inverted. Have inverted. Yeah. Yeah. So we're inside the black box, is what he's saying. But even that he like leaves that point and there, that's and I'm the like, computer? and that's the computer, and we're okay. inside it. And there's this just relationship between real and imagined images that is like so interwoven now that we can't say that we're outside of graphic space. We're in it. Um, but then he like that he arrives at the point that I'm almost like this should be the first act point now explain to me why that matters because I'm not smart enough to understand what that why does that matter that I'm inside the black box like I need someone to explain I can kind of imagine I can sort of imagine but I'm imagining something bad you know why it matters because video games are about to be more sick than ever before (laughs) yeah that's true yeah and it's springtime. Did I scare you, Sam? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Well, yeah, it is now our job since we brought it up to imagine what it would. What What's big? The big deal about being inside the black box? Well, I guess that it's that you know you can't. Um, you can't. It's that classic point that you can't just let computers make decisions thinking that they will be objective. You have to recognize that computers inherit human ethics and that we must guide their decision making such that their conclusions are are consistent with human ethics and that we don't surrender decision making power to these algorithms you know believing that they are objective it it makes me think of that thing you were saying about the ble- the loyal dog show well the loyal dog the, courage uh, the cowardly dog no um that movie the loyal dog the uh, jane campion movie um sweetie Oh no! The power of the dog. Power of the dog. The loyal dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah! I saw this video where they showed you how much of that was 3D. A lot of it was 3D. A lot of it, like like so much of it is actually. It turns out you don't need 3D to like render huge T Rexes. Just you can just do it to render snow. Just to render a fucking house. Yeah, isn't that scary? It did not make the movie any less beautiful to me. But uh, but even like even like the vistas, the sort of like wide open Montana vistas, like are fake. It was shot in like kind of more constrained mountainous environments, and then they would take out the horizon and just put like a never-ending plane behind it here's here's what all this makes me think of you remember when you were like 13 or 14 and your friend is like do you want to practice kissing with me that never happened to me (laughs) but sure uh and you're like yeah sure let's just practice kissing but it's just practice you know nothing real is gonna happen so you're practicing kissing with your friend 
but so 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 you're rehearsing for the real life experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the practice, it actually matters. You're training on the you know that's that a real, real thing. That's a real ass kiss, yes. even though the premise of it is fake. That's what it, this reminds me of. But if your friend <laughs> thinks it's like a real kiss and the eroticism of the like, oh, it's you know, it's not really practice this and that, but you're like, you like. Okay, let's try that again. That wasn't right. Like you're taking it like it's real practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, that's not right. That's not quite yet. <laughs> you're destroying the eroticism of the moment. That would be annoying. I'm just trying to bring some levity after that <laughs> horrible swamp of a description. <laughs> yeah, I hated this video. Let me just <laughs> No, I liked it. For the record, I liked the conversation. Yeah, it's funny. What disturbed me about it was um, it reminded me of like, I can't remember when I heard this, like at some point in high school about like uh, the way computers work, that it was reaching the point or had already reached the point where there was no single person who fully understood the entire uh, apparatus of like how computing works and like the network of things or, you know, all of this, the complexity of like how far software moved into our lives. Like no one, no single human brain understands the whole thing. Um, And then watching this, I was like, it's funny to see how, like, all along the way, there's a guy who knows, like, oh, this is kind of this glitchy, like, hack that I built into the system that is, like, an inaccuracy. Um, but then it kind of gets forgotten, and, like, the next guy's just, like, working, using the same system, building on that system, building on that system. And then it takes, like, this random guy, Alan, to be like, okay, and here, so here's the whole thing of what happened and what this <laughs> all means now. And I'm like, fuck. We already, we knew about it sort of along the way. And then he, he reaches this point at the end where it's like, and then something really bad could happen because of this. But no one knows what it is. And I'm like, come on, but you're the one who knows everything. Tell me what bad, what's the thing the that's going to happen? Come on, what's the bad thing? Yeah. And it just makes me scared that I'm like, oh, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. But no one can hold it all in their brain. No, it's true. It's not Raisin Man Arena. No, folks. definitely not so. us. And there's three brains here. Not big enough. Definitely not big enough. Even with my technology knowledge and sam's knowledge of um like corporate stuff and like (laughs) and then sarah's knowledge of the the soul and like human relations (laughs) even that even those three things combined cannot yeah i'm a corporate guy that's my knowledge knowledge. sam's knowledge of uh no maybe it's of um self-actualization and like stretching your body in the morning and how to use my weeks correctly yeah yeah when Felipe said that he was enjoying springtime and was like, really excited for the spring when we got I got here this morning he was like yeah I was just playing a video game yesterday just feeling so excited about springtime and it being spring and I <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute I felt really good how when, indicative but you're of supposed who to go you outside are. to enjoy it well, you, you know what I mean I was feeling good before <laughs> it and then I was playing it and I just felt like so optimistic and I have not been feeling optimistic <laughs> believe me which is what I wanted to talk about Sam wants to talk about a boring video this is what I want to talk about Felipe has been feeling old. No, I don't even want to talk about <laughs> well, this. Well, we don't need to get into it. We don't yeah. need to get into it. But I just want to say that I've been getting these texts from Felipe about feeling kind of old and being stressed about that. And I wasn't taking it seriously because I was like, you're not old. Let it go. It's not a big deal. Just stop thinking about it. And then I got all these links from Felipe to, to read about the vibe shift. Um, this was several days ago, remember? Okay, okay. And you said this to me and you were like, this is your reading list to read all this. And it was like a bunch of t- links to individual tweets that were replies to other tweets that I needed to read. And then it was a couple um, Substack posts and then it was like a podcast. I'm episode. glad to hear that you even registered that because you said nothing to it. <laughs> <laughs> you did not reply to any of it. It was like, this is a black hole. I'm just sitting, I'm just manically. I got to it last night. <laughs> oh, after there's a, a black box. Yes, <laughs> I'm a fucking black box. I got to this stuff last night after a week. Oh, I'm feeling old, I'm feeling old. I engaged with this material and I understood 
understand why you feel so fucking old. Felipe is engaging with like the avant-garde of like <laughs> Gen Z talking about shit that like every other word I had no idea. Really, what I'm surprised because the guy I sent you, the article I sent you, was by a guy who's like late 30s. That guy. I didn't read those articles. Ah, okay. Well, those yes, were and I know like Eight Ball Sean is 35. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> who are these people? What is evangelicism? What is new models? What's Blicky? <laughs> Bro, we've talked about new models on the what is it we've talked about it it's this podcast they have like a, it's a website it's yeah it's like a big project where they discuss basically like uh we, we've definitely talked about it like joss citarella is like do does stuff with them often i don't know they just talk about like uh the future of uh, like, like art through it's like in berlin a lot yeah, like based in berlin. <laughs> yeah they always seem to be in berlin, berlin. <laughs> can you pull up is it too much to ask you to pull up their website on our <laughs> our screen here no it, it, it is not too much to ask because i went to their website you should we should be asking felipe to do more tasks <laughs> 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 this reminds me i've been asking for months to get a clock up there <laughs> no, he can't please. he can't get a damn clock up there let me see new models <clears throat> so let's see <clears throat> pull up new models okay let me see if i can kind of and my job for the rest of the podcast will find, be finding a way to justify why I brought up the 3D, <laughs> the 3D like, video. No, no shame, dude. Looks like this is not one of the. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Something's wrong with my headphones. Can you guys hear me? Oh damn it, that's not good. Oh no. Oh, you guys can hear me. Yeah, they can hear me. Something's wrong with my headphones, though. I do not like that. Hyperstructures are simultaneously free for everyone to use and extremely valuable to own. Annabelle says I can hear Boring. Yeah. So I listened to this podcast <laughs> called Wet Brain. All this shit that's like famous. One, two, and I was just like, oh my God, I'm old and I'm no one and my life doesn't matter. And I might as well not even get out of bed tomorrow. Like, I made me feel so awful. Um, and Felipe submerged full body deep <laughs> into these materials. Um, with these, like, the, the way they talk on WebBrain, they use, like, internet meme slang so seamlessly that it's not, it doesn't sound ironic at all. That It's just constantly, like, not me, not me reading this article, not me getting that text. Like, uh, mm. every other sentence is, like, a thing like that. Um, and it was cool, and it was funny, and I liked WebBrain. But it made me kind of feel like, God, I have no... I don't know anything about what's going on with mm. anything. And I want to show this website new models because the way it looked in my browser is not like this. So hopefully in a moment. Sorry that I yeah, you know what? I this yeah, is can the we truth. Get it on Firefox? I don't I don't have I don't have headphones anymore, so I'm like you guys. Oh now. my gosh, you're flying are, blind. Headphones are gone. How does it feel, man? How does it fucking feel? <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Yeah. Let's see. So um so I'll I'll address all that because I'm glad I'm glad you're you're talking about the stuff that I showed you. So um this okay. is the website. This is right. Yeah, I don't Scroll I've never down. really been to the website. Look at this. You can't I even. It's so I insane. I'm coming to this website knowing that there's something in the world I don't understand, and that this new models website is going to explain it to me. And then just even the user interface yeah. Yeah. is like, yeah. I don't even know how to engage okay. with this. There's a million little interface. icons over here, a million little <laughs> logos. And then things are arranged into three columns instead of as like uh, just a left. Yeah, right. they don't want to make this easy. For no, sure. this. they're trying to keep me out of knowing whatever this whatever. I don't even know the subject matter of what is. I don't know. Yeah, it is a little esoteric. <laughs> what does the internet smell like? Uh, hi, Art. Welcome to Miami. You know, <clears throat> I mean, I don't... I, I don't... Pert Let me think. This... Engaging with this stuff doesn't... I mean, maybe it does. Maybe that is the, the sort of 
heart of why I feel old. I don't necessarily feel like this is what produces the feeling of being old. If anything, trying to learn about a new thing that I'm curious about makes you feel young and makes me feel connected to other Aww. to new stuff. Um, so like I don't totally mind this. Okay, or, sure. But um, but I guess maybe it is born out of like that anxiety, or or maybe it's producing it in a way I can't I can't think. It's fucking me up that I don't have the headphones. Aww. It I oh man. All right, well you can take a minute and me and Sam can do the podcast. I thought I thought that the days of um oh okay they're back. <laughs> We're back online. Ooh, wow, and just <laughs> like that, scary. folks. This is what it's uh, like living the yeah. flea thing. <laughs> <laughs> Terror. He's uh, a terror. It's like a drunk dad coming home. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm in a good mood again. Buoyant. Yeah. yeah. So, so, okay. So I got to fucking I, I yeah. ring, ring the story <laughs> out of you folks. Um, yeah, so, he's watching this boring video. He doesn't even know. Okay. So that. Sarah, new models was one of the things, one of the pieces of thing of data that Felipe sent you. He also no. sent you this wet brain podcast. He sent me the wet brain podcast and the wet brain podcast is the portal into oh, I, okay, it, I all see. of it. And I they're see. making references to like things like new models. And I'm like, okay, look, look search up what new models is. Search what angelicism is. Read an angelicism post, which is just a screed against... <laughs> it's like nonsense. Like, yeah, against the drunken canal. And then I got to look up what the drunken canal is. Like it was just like this endless... And it was all these things that I'm like, these are all adjacent to my interests, but I don't really know what any Sarah, of Sarah, get on my is. level. This is what I do all day long at my computer. <laughs> This is how I spend my days. It's crazy. And I guess it just made me feel like, you know, when you worry about sort of aging in general, you're like, oh, you fall behind on... Fuck. Keep going. You fall behind on sort of like what's interesting, what people are talking about. Like, you don't know what stuff means anymore. Um, But in my mind, it's sort of like, well, it's a choice. You can engage with things for as long as you want to and it's just a matter of like not thinking that things young people are into are stupid and not worthy of your time that sort of keeps you young mm-hmm. i hope um but then when i went <clears throat> to the new models website and i found myself not even able to read like what like it was like i didn't know the tools to access <laughs> it's like, to be interested can't even in understand well, i was like i'm interested now tell me about it and be- the website's like a Black, that's a fucking black box. To be fair, it's funny you even say that. And maybe we can talk about the vibe shift, drive vibe shift thing. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. But um, new, new models is actually like mostly like people who are a little older. I think okay. it's like grad, it's grad students okay. vibe. Yeah. It's it's people like more in their thirties. I think because okay. it's only then that you have the knowledge to synthesize ideas. Um, I mean, I feel what you're saying that it's, it's young feeling. It's young feeling. It's not about are you 26 or are you 27. No, but if anything, when I hear the podcast, I'm like, uh, these guys are old, old fucks. Yeah, it's it's sort of hu- humorless yeah. grad students in their 30s who have some like a six month residency in Berlin <laughs> who are like spending their time at the library all the time, kind of wondering about what's happening on the internet. In, in America. Yeah. Hmm. That's when I listen to the podcast, that's the sort of the feeling I get. Yeah. I think there's actually, or, or what I found at least with like sort of with their kind of political analysis as it relates to the internet is I think sometimes their analysis kind of falls short because they, they lack a kind of humor about the what they're doing. The love of the game. That, yeah. uh, that I think other podcasts have. It's interesting. But maybe I got to return to it and I don't understand yeah. it. 
Yeah, something else I thought was funny was I was scrolling through the website and there were names on the website that were showing up that were people who follow me on Instagram who I was like, oh shit, these they people know, know about, about this. all this. Yes, they can explain the website to you they perfectly. Could, but also they're <laughs> catching me out here not knowing and here I'm posting on Instagram not even knowing what New Models is. Look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. It's funny. Wait, I'm trying to think who's... There's like a person who I can always trust to be following whatever everybody up. yeah and you wouldn't <laughs> suspect it but it's um that's funny uh, Can you say that name? yeah it's uh well i should yeah it's a bad uh joe castlebaker's partner peter manges, manges ah, always, always following up. everybody i go to like any any weird thing he's following them he so i'm like oh we're it. on the same that wavelength rules. yeah Interesting. that rules it is yeah. a funny thing when you discover a new person or a phenomenon and then you go to follow some shit on instagram and there's a bunch of people you know who already follow you you're like wow you're on this tip yeah what, yeah. what even is yeah. this <laughs> yeah yeah well the yeah i mean i don't know i mean i guess it's it's old and it's kind of maybe cliche to talk about the vibe shift thing but i did think it was funny because it did make me think a little bit about about it, all this stuff I've been thinking about, but it was just like, basically, it's like this this guy, the guy who invented the word normcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, K hole. Yeah, he was he was like, there's a new thing that's gonna happen, which I guess you can say at any time, right? You can just yeah. be like, there's gonna be a new thing. It's like, yeah, it's like people who say there's gonna be a, a economic downturn. You know, everyone's right. always been like, we're on the we're on the edge of totally. a bubble bursting, and it's like, I guess we always are, but yeah. like, what you know what what is valuable about saying that if you can't tell me exactly when it's going to happen or what it's going to be, it's like, it could happen in one year. It could happen in two. It could happen totally, in five. It could totally, be happening right now. Totally. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you bring that up because that reminds me of, so K-Hole, everyone probably knows what K-Hole is, but it was like a trend forecasting PDF zine magazine thing in the 2010s that was made by just like a collective of artists, but they put out this kind of like cryptic art project modeled after a trend forecast, like the kind of thing that like Nike or Apple would look at to understand like what's cool with young people and how can we seize on that to sell products. Um, so they made like an art core version of that and they coined the term norm core, which made them famous because it like spread a lot and like really did describe the moment, I guess, of like people wearing New Balance sneakers and khaki pants. Um, and then the, the people who worked for K-Hole, who are artists, became like brand consultants for, um, wow. you know, Gucci and shit like that. So it was kind of this strange like artist, business, business artist, like duality thing. Um, so then he, the, this guy, Sean, I can't think of what his last name is, who's a K-Hole person, who's now a consultant uh, who does trend forecasting says there's going to be a vibe shift. And I, they wrote about it in the cut. And it was funny because I was reading it and he was like giving some of his predictions and like indicators of why something was happening. And one of his predictions was like, yeah, I think culture might just like fracture in a lot of different directions and people will just be like doing different things and it'll be less centralized. <laughs> <laughs> what a, you can't say that, bro. Empty, totally asinine <laughs> was, Yeah, No, that's what I mean. Like, it, was yeah. like, it was like ultimately meaningless. Uh, yeah, and... And then, but what was funny about the article was that the thrust of it, it was very um, auto fiction, auto theory, where the writer really inserts herself in the article. And rather than simply reporting on it or thinking about it more broadly, um, she's like, she's like, I spent all of, uh, you know, pandemic, like on my couch. And like, what if I don't get the next thing that's cool? We might not, we might not. And it's okay. And it was, it was a little bit like, it's like, oh, I don't, 
I didn't like that part of it. I was no, like, it's no, too, no, it's no, too no. sad. It's just like, get over yourself. Like just pathetic. like, and not, don't let them catch you out here. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah. Let, don't let them catch you slipping. Like, yes, just, even for me to say I don't know what new models is, I'm like, I'm being very brave. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> like you just embarrassing. You like, just don't say it. Act you're like just, you know what's up. You're just like, this is cool. I don't get it. I'm interested. Yeah. Whatever. And she, you know, she's like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a cat mom. And it's yeah, like, just do whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Just engage at the world authentically. Yeah, yeah. Um and and who cares you know who cares if there's a vibe yeah and maybe that's a kind of model for aging more generally you know is kind of be relaxed and chill about it yeah but i also oh i forgot the point that i was going to try to make about the k-hole thing is that i remember looking at k-hole when i was like a sophomore in college or something and finding it very inscrutable in this way where i was like oh something cool and interesting is in here but i don't understand like the medium doesn't make sense to me i don't get like what is this what do you mean this is a trend forecast um and I feel the same way looking at new models. And then that makes me think like, oh, maybe this is just like a, a certain aesthetic of uh, media and art that is kind of inscrutable. Totally. Yeah. You're part of the aesthetic. Being so esoteric on yes. purpose. Well, we <laughs> so were, we were just, like we were just talking about our friend. Ian was really into this guy named meme analysis on YouTube. Um, and he was like, oh, it's this guy who analyzes memes. And he's like, Jungian. He uses Jungian um psychology and freaking out yeah and i don't know freudian but like that does he pulls from jung a lot and like archetypes and stuff and i and he was really into him and i started listening to it and i was like oh this guy first of all he has this kind of what i he's not like explicitly right wing like he doesn't talk about like right wing ideas but he has this aesthetically right wing like a concern with like aesthetics and beauty sort of like capital b beauty and like what else i mean even it, it's like a, a peter jordan peterson-esque and a kind of like there there's female essences yes. and male essences yes. and a kind of yeah this like jungian sort of spiritual archetype thing that that are sort of these basic truths about the world that yeah. we can see represented in through in media and culture yeah. you know and and i showed it and i told i showed it to sam and because sam was like is it good and i was like you know he doesn't really he doesn't really like walk you through an argument the way that we like and he's not very materialist he's not like the reason this meme is like this is for this material condition he he makes a lot of like cultural where he's like young men are like this and i believe it's because they've lost touch with like the essence and i'm like mm. i don't know who the essence who knows and and that, and that has a kind of mystical feeling but i was like oh that's part of this this aesthetic world is to be like a little inscrutable like it would it it wouldn't make sense for this guy to slowly slowly walk you through um, this argument, and that's kind of what Jordan Peterson does too. He's going for likes. He's he's well, going for likes. He's going for likes. He's going for likes. Yeah. And retweets, you know. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, I was just gonna say that you know it's kind of what Jordan Peterson does, where he's like right. he just goes into like mysticism, like a kind yeah, of yeah, mysticism. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like the female thing, and it's like part of the part of the argument is that it's not totally rational and and the same thing with like Keho it's like part of the argument is that it's not it's a little inscrutable if it yes. wasn't it wouldn't be cool if it totally. wasn't a little bit opaque totally. then you wouldn't think oh there's something here beyond my grasp it needs right. to be opaque and a trend is not um as simple as like you know, we think of uh, this color is in style now or something, but the emergence of a phenomenon that becomes a trend is like a complex thing. So to portray that, you have to speak the language of that world, which is sort of a mystical, like people feeling like something is kind of the way they want to seem to other people. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, what you're saying makes me think, and, and maybe this is like a really dumb 
argue, argument or, or observation that's been heard a million times, but like there's in the business world, in, uh, in the corporate world, there's people who make millions and millions of dollars trend forecasting technology yeah, 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 yeah. and where the stock market will go, things like that. That's how a lot of people make yes. their bread. But if you're an artist, sort of the way you've been doing that, but not with enterprise and business shifts, but yeah. with like cultural shifts yes. and the way yeah. you make your bread is like by eventually becoming like an ad agent or like a cultural consultant or like a yeah, brand yeah. brand executive where you sort of you help brands sell stuff to young people yes. essentially. Perhaps so. I remember I worked at, I briefly worked at an ad agency and they had, I think they were called like cultural anthropologists, which was a funny name. And I think they were sort of like grad students who like worked for the ad agency and they would create these like maps of trends and they literally looked like maps and we would like go into this room and they, and we, they would make us like, I wasn't really like a part of the brainstorming because I was just there as like an artist, you know, if they needed me to like put some text on something and I didn't really want to like be that involved. But like they'd be like, these are the trends. And it was interesting because they were like, they were like hypnotic stuff. So they'd show like videos <laughs> of like slime or people like putting their hands into like weird goopy stuff. It's like, this is a trend right now. Like people like like hypnotic videos yeah. um, and it's related to people's feelings that like they want to relax. They want like relaxation from all the like politics, like something that like takes you somewhere else. What else? Like, I don't know. Viral dances maybe was one. They would like, they broke down, they broke down all, like the sort of essence of all these um, trends to use in order to post, but I was like, oh, but what's missing here is that, that none of this is like actually cool. Like the, 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 the spirit, the heart is actually like ripped out of yeah, all of this. Yeah, like, yeah. sure, you can name, you can name all the different like, um, elements, elements yeah. of, of culture, of, but you yeah. can't actually like create something cool, create something like real. Um, yeah. Hmm. You know, the vibe shift thing in general doesn't make me feel out of touch because I feel the vibe shift happening. And you I feel, feel it like, happening. Yeah, 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 totally. And I feel like... Are I'm you riding like, the wave? Like wearing your body. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it um, in my... I feel it in, I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it just like the idea that someone would say the vibe shift is happening is like... Just even hearing that before I read the article, I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, one, it's obvious because the pandemic feels like it's sort of coming to an end, right? And we're like allowing, we're not returning to returning to the old life, but it feels like a new era of life is starting now in my own personal life and then like more broadly. Um, but then also like, I just think of being in high school and how I went to a really liberal high school where like social justice was cool and wokeness was cool and... um I don't think we had cancel culture at that time, obviously, but like that, the vibe was like being as sensitive and open-minded as possible and being really understanding. And then in college, like safer space world, cancel culture world, like all of that being very popular. And now I can feel people being like, one, the conversation shifting to being like canceling people doesn't make sense. It's like brutal and mean yeah. and it doesn't solve anything. And it's not like a doesn't have any human understanding and just people being less interested in like a uh, certain identity politics infused way of talking and like not totally espousing all the values, but like not wanting those to be the forefront of like our aesthetic culture and our social culture and the way we talk on the internet, like the right. I mean, it yeah, just yeah. feels so, of I, course that's happening. I think that's the, yeah. well, it's funny. We simple town performed at a college this weekend 
And I was like, I was like, I wonder what kids are like in college now. Like, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they talking about? What yeah, they and our and what and our set isn't like especially offensive, I would say. But also, since being in New York, I think we've made like a lot of micro decisions that have just, you know, when I came to New York, I was like, oh, people are doing all sorts of stuff, and like, it's not so black and white. That yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is bad. This is good. Like, people are. Or, oh, I thought you guys were seeing something in the chat. Um, I was like, people are seeing, doing all sorts of stuff. And, and we have this one joke in particular where we like basically call everybody in the audience a pedophile. Yeah, that's about to um, say. And yeah. we were like, and we were like, let's just do it. And then we, we were like hanging out with the with a few of them before the show. And, and then uh, from things they were saying, I was like, oh, yeah, like they might not like that. Like I realized like, oh, yeah, this is this is kind of how I remember it. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's not so different. It's not like everyone's an edgelord here. And then indeed we did the joke. How, did it, how did it play, Sam? Well, I I <laughs> thought it would it people laughed and then they immediately kind of realized that they shouldn't be laughing. And then they kind of it was, so it was like the laugh hits a a ceiling really quickly and then they stopped laughing yes but but it was kind of confusing because people also got really excited about caroline making them chug <laughs> diet coke yeah which is funny simultaneously happening at the same time as this pedophile thing so i was like so it, it was hard for me to deduce what they were laughing at especially since my back was turned to them that's the, the vibe time. shift that's the waves colliding yeah. going in different directions right yeah. we, <laughs> we we insert edgelord humor into uh, other bits that they know they yeah. will laugh yeah. at <laughs> exactly. them. yeah yeah we put a little bit what is it a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine exactly. go down exactly yeah. exactly but uh, yeah, they didn't. And what there was one other thing that they, oh, uh, you have a bit where you rap, where you oh, do a yes. whole rap. And I, re- I was like, well, if I was in college and some white guy started rapping, I'd be like, oh, cringe, not right. This ain't right. But obviously, the bit is making fun of the guy who's rapping. Like yes. you're you're playing like a funny character. But according to Ian, people were like genuinely cringing, like they were like putting their head in their hands, and. Then I think as the night went on, they got it because yes. like we made it, we made it clear that that was the joke. Yes. Um, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's also a feeling sometimes when someone acts like that, it's sort of like a dad feeling of being like, "Come on, like, don't do that. Just <laughs> yeah. like laugh at the damn joke." But it's like people, <laughs> people react how they react. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there and there was another moment on stage where Will and I were performing, and Will started to like Millie rock, like do this like kind of dance, and I was like. And people were like, oh. And Wait, I was for like, real? Yeah, yeah. And people? I was like, oh, do they think, that, is this appropriative? Like, should 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 we not be doing this? Or are they going to, or they think it's funny? And then after after the thing, Will was like, no, they liked it. And I was like, no, they didn't like it. And it's an interesting little moment where you Impossible can have, to know. you can have different opinions about how what happened. I think they liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would yeah. if you had to come, Sarah. And you Everybody likes a Millie Rock. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter how old you are. Someone starts Millie Rocking. It's true. <laughs> it's oh, true. Man. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess the kids are all right after all. No, I was. Yeah, I was like, oh, this. I don't know. Maybe maybe now colleges are behind. Liberal arts universities are. Yeah. Behind the vibe shift. Hmm, there was something I was going to say, but I got kind of lost in you guys' story. <laughs> wow. Yeah, as interesting as it was. So I'll try to remember what it was. It was a fun time, though. I liked I liked, uh, I liked performing at a college. Me too. Me too. I want to do it more. Yeah. It was I, was, I drank like 14 Red Bulls know, in order to stay awake for that thing. Huh. And for the next three days, my pee was yellow. No. Like no matter how much water oh I drank, <laughs> it was terrifying. It was terrifying. Oh my God. 
Yeah. Dude, you just had straight up, <laughs> straight up uh, radioactive. Absolutely. Red Bull. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember I was going to talk about the trad Catholic thing, and then I was also going to talk about the BLM. Um, I'll say both. First, there's always, I feel like when people talk about... Um, vibe shifting or like uh what are young people doing they talk about like the george floyd protests and like the black lives matter movement as being like where are those kids now what happened to all those people like they were all out in the streets last summer and now they're all gone in this way that i find like extremely annoying and like belittling in the sense that like we live in such an oppressive society and the government uh, no, is 0% responsive to what the public wants that like to act as if like the kids who were doing BLM suddenly got, got distracted and moved on is like uh, really insulting to me. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you think happened? Like all of that energy went to no change occurring in the government. Right, so, so like the people aren't going to stay. I, I don't know. At the same time, I'm trying this idea out. It's something I was thinking about last night. Try it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that... I don't know that how could the people still be out in the streets protesting constantly when like not even a single tiny thing seemed to shift in like the most local government of New York City. Right. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, oh, well, then all the more reason that they should still be in the streets. So I'm like, is there a phenomenon that's like, where did the protesters go? What happened to social justice movement? Or is that like an annoying media narrative? That's just because like the media responds to. I don't know, the same vibe as the government, and the government just wants to oppress the, the will of the public. And so the media is also like, yeah, yeah, those are just a bunch of young people who were bored because of the pandemic, and now they're gone. So I think people have limited energy, and when they see that, there's not really like a path to to political change or like they feel why? like you expend yeah. energy and then you literally get tired yes you know? it's like it's <laughs> totally. kind of exhausting to be on and if and if it seems like a thing didn't work then you're gonna feel exhausted or like you want to like pour energy into something else totally and it just annoys me to have just like some random woman at the cut being like hmm, i guess they got bored of that then didn't they and it's like whoa what was happening is not like Right, the qu- <laughs> you can distract us. Yes, Will's being so loud <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> this morning. <laughs> so are we. We're in his house. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess w- there's like a charitable way to look at it, which is like, oh, you know, it's it's just, you know, it's by design that they've been exhausted because there's no uh, path to actual change. And then there's the uncharitable way, which is like, oh, all those kids are uh, superficial and you were following a trend and yeah. now, like easily, you know, like fickle and easily distracted and it's like i you know uh, i think the second one is a little I less empirical and yeah and i think i think people are honest in everything that they do i mean um and most things they do i don't know yeah so anyways so that's one thing i wanted to say but and did she say that she was like these kids got tired she was like listing just like changes in the vibe and she just said like and the, the blm kids are gone or something in this way that i was like what are you what do you mean what is that what are you trying to say um, well, I mean that uh, that moment does is kind of over. Sure. Right. Yes. I don't know if they haven't gone anywhere. They're still around, and they could be galvanized. But definitely, it's true that that moment came to a close. That's right. <laughs> it's funny. You can really drive yourself mad, like being a person in their early thirties who's just like reads articles <laughs> all day and like looks at Twitter and is like, hmm. Yeah, I guess the BLM people are gone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Anymore on my like three websites that I visit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So much of this cultural prognostication is like it's so locally focused in your own experience that it's funny when you see people like say something that's so blatantly insane. You're like, well, this is just derived from your own personal 
experience living in your apartment in Williamsburg or wherever the fuck you live, you know? Yeah. Same exactly. with me. Same with me. Like I could point the finger at myself. But no, totally. Not me though. Uh, no, same with you not too. Me. I'm um, out there in the real world gathering <laughs> real data. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's not that, f- that internet data is like faker than real life data. It's just like a different kind, but it's, but when I hear people, I didn't even know people were saying like, where are all the BLM people? <laughs> like I have, a, you're the first person who said that to me, but like when you see someone say something like that, that so, seems so blatantly like ignorant of facts that you know to be true in your own life it it devalues the whole idea of this kind of cultural prognostication and makes it look cheap totally and i guess because i just think the forces of the government the forces of the media are so um linked together and like the government is oppressing protesters and keeping them from being able to make any change and then the media is writing a narrative of it that's like and then the protesters gave up and walked away i guess they're gone right and it's like okay amazing yeah. yeah, and then that changes the sort of shape of reality. People read that and they're like, "Oh yeah, I guess that was just like a passing fad about from the young people were generating for no reason or something." Yeah, yeah, that's how it makes me feel. I just think it's fucked up, um, and bad journalism, bad cultural criticism. Yep. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that, folks. If you're in that game, don't make that mistake. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's this Catholic trad culture thing that's part of the vibe shift. Um, that is funny. I don't think that they. I don't. Did you read the cut article about the vibe shift? I don't think I they did, talk about they the don't Catholic talk about thing. That, no. <laughs> I did read it. Yeah, which is funny. Sometimes you wonder with like internet stuff, where you're like, well, how do I even know about that thing then? But it's because it's like permeating around. It's in the air. <laughs> it's in the air. It's in the air. Yeah, and that stuff kind of bothers me. I think it's just like in my mind, it's not even that interesting of a subject. It's kind of like the three levels thing. It's just like level one, uh, being Catholic is stupid. Level two, well, actually. I am Catholic and I'm being Catholic and I think it's cool and I'm a young person who's Catholic and you can't tell me I don't have faith because I do. Level three, it's like, come on, that's stupid though. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Depends on where you start with level one though, right? Yeah. Because it's like level one, I'm real religious in a lame American way. Level two, secular, atheist, leftist. Level three, Catholic again. But if but if sure. you set level one at level two, level two at level one, sure, sure. then it's where you're at. Yeah. It just depends if people are different levels. Yeah. I guess I just think the being the being into cat Catholic trad culture thing seems such like a diagnosable social phenomenon that uh it's like uninteresting to me. It's like of course then as a reactionary you're religious now. But we were talking about this last night and you were saying like, Oh well nothing's outside of like the cultural phenomenon landscape. We're all party to it, but it just seems so obvious. It's like right on the nose. Like totally. I don't want to be part of the overly politicized secular atheist culture anymore. Like I'm gonna be religious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. I think I think I don't know. I think everybody everybody chooses their their feelings based on what their community is feeling. Everything's like socially socially uh, dictated, and then but but it's still kind of real for that reason. You know, I mean, like. Even even like even being like a leftist or whatever, it's like people around me are doing this, and it's like the energy's here, and yeah, now I'm here, yeah, yeah, and now yeah, I'm yeah. honestly this. Now this is the honest thing, and then people outside of that can be like, "Oh, you're just doing that because it's a trend." Like like the people who are like the BLM kids, like that's just a trend, that's just a fad or whatever. And it's like, well, when you're in it, you're like, "No, this is real. I I truly do feel this." And then maybe when you're out of it, you're like, "Oh, that was a fad," or maybe not, or maybe there's like a mix of both. You you like pick up a belief and yeah. then you like really believe in it. But I don't think there's ever, I think, um, I, I don't know if there's ever a belief that like you just come up with on your own without anybody around you feeling it and you like adopt it. Or maybe you do. I don't know. 
What do you think about over there, Sam? I was thinking about how, you know, I could cut out at 120 and <laughs> it'd be okay. You mean with the podcast? With the podcast. I think but it's just starting to pick up. I think okay. it's starting to pick up All right. steam. <laughs> Fair enough. Big time. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about how I'm right now recognized, like clocked in my own life that I have for the past like month been in a phase where I've been deliberately really trying to like isolate myself in order to get some projects done and that that is a it can be in a kind of exciting rejuvenative place like I'm not really on social media a ton right now I'm not going out so much uh all I do is animate and watch love the second season of Love Island <laughs> every day wow I don't want I don't look at the news really <laughs> And that, we're going to war with uh, Russia. Yeah, I don't even see. I don't even know about that. No, I don't even know not. where Russia is. We're not yet. You well, you fooled me. Um. I mean, no, but it's close. Something happened. Something yesterday. happened. I was yeah. at a diner with Alex, and something's on the TV. Something Russia. He keeps looking at him. I like Alex. Talk to me. Talk to <laughs> me. He's like, I'm looking at that. I was like, Are you worried? He's like, I don't know. Just looking at it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Are we going to war or not? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I was like. I, so I find that to be I've rare I haven't been in a place like that in a long time, but I find it to be like uh, both sort of isolating, but also like a comforting place. And I'm, I'm like slowly getting energy back. Yeah, slowly getting energy back. You mean in a sort of spring-like way? <laughs> no, not in a spring-like way. Spring <laughs> against against the odds of, of all odds of spring, I'm yeah. getting energy back. Yeah, that's funny. But I used to be like a real news head, and I like really liked sinking my brain into the news, and it made me feel like connected to the world. Yeah. And I, I now like, I don't read news at all. I don't listen to news podcasts like it's kind of stopped and I'm wondering yeah it's one of those things I always think about like you know I'm from the DC suburbs everyone in DC is a politics junkie yeah. and people are really into the news and people follow it and the news is just like sports to them and they love just like knowing all the little nuances of like and now this public official came out and said this can you believe that and like if you just get out of it for like a week or something suddenly you're like ah, oh, I don't care about any of that shit <laughs> and like it's too um, it's a whole life just following what goes on in like the government and you can kind of get addicted to it and then you can walk away and totally disengage. It's kind of strange. It's hard, I think, to stay in relationship to it in a way that feels uh, positive or sustainable in my life. I'm either really in it or I'm not, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think, too, I wonder what you guys think about this, but I think sometimes if you really want, if you ha want to work on a project, like, really hard, it's helpful to, like, shut out all the other noise. And it, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's funny. I have a fantasy of like shutting noise out and working on my shit and I can never do it. It feels like life is so um, aggressively breaking into yeah. your individual consciousness that you can't ever do it. But yeah. you're good at it. You go in that room and put your that's little right. glasses on. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can do that either, either even when I am working hard on something. I haven't, yeah. I haven't been able to achieve that in a long time. Kind of. Yeah. Plugged out feeling. Yeah, it's the first time it's happened to me in a while. Yeah. It's cool to surrender yourself to uh, just being like, well, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and I'm just going to like live my life. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. 
and I know a ton of things about an, a season of Love Island that happened in 2016. <laughs> like, it's like this happened years ago. None of That's this matters, funny. and I know like all the intricacies yeah. of it now. Yeah, I've been for my job listening to a lot of like wellness and spirituality talks that are like so much of the core teaching across all these different gurus is like life is a bunch of forces out of your control that have been going for millions of years before you ever existed. And even if you didn't exist, these forces would be moving and reality would be taking place. And you are just a dot surfing on, you know, the events of life. And so just surrender yourself and understand that and just like be alive and, and find everything interesting and wake up and even if something bad happens, you can just find that, oh, and that's what, that's interesting that that's what happened in reality. <laughs> Imagine um, if you did that. Yeah. And it's really confusing to me because like on the one hand, I understand it, that that is the, a truth of reality is that it does just happen and you do decide how you want to respond to it to some certain extent. But on the other hand, it's like, but if you really internalize that. Why would you ever? Can you go on a date with anyone? Can you like? I know. I remember vote when I in an election. When I, like, when I moved to the city, I was like having a lot of anxiety, and I thought oh, I'm gonna like see about going to like a Buddhist center and like meditating yeah. a little bit. And and the guy was like, you know, the guy was like, you can't just meditate. You have to be actually Buddhist. Like you have to follow the teachings. Like meditation without the teachings is like. Um, you know, you're getting an empty version of it. Yeah. And he was like, and the teachings are that like all of life is an illusion and like, uh, and so through meditation, we like uh, assimilate that truth that life is an illusion. But obviously he's like in Park Slope. It's like a, like a Buddhist center in Park yeah. Slope or something. And, you know, everybody there is, you know, a workaholic and, you know, a liberal pervert. And he's just like, <laughs> he's like, does this mean that we still, that we don't have to work hard on stuff? No, it doesn't mean that, you know, and he's like trying to square, yeah. he's trying to square and it's like, no, this philosophy was created by people who lived in snowy Tibetan mountains. Yes. Where you didn't have to worry about the vibe shift and uh, <laughs> what else, you know, paying your rent. You could just kind of live yeah. out in a cave. Advocating for Medicare for all. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, and so then I thought, no, you know what? I can't, I can't do that. I need to, I need to. I need my anxiety to be pumped up to 10. I need to be <laughs> locked in, scared, terrified. I can't, I can't live this <laughs> illusionistic life. No way. Yeah. How do I give importance to my life if it's all an illusion? Maybe yeah. Buddhists have an answer for this. And no, maybe you have an answer for It's me. a good question. And that's funny because I hadn't heard that before. Of like someone going to meditate and being told like, no, you have to do the teachings too. Because I feel like so much of like contemporary like American wellness is like, you're allowed to just pick and choose whatever little parts well, you want. Well, that's what he was he was railing yeah. against. He's like, now there's all this mindfulness. He's like, oh, yes, I hate mindfulness. mindfulness. <laughs> He's like, you got to have the teachings too. Mm. Um, and I was there with Mo and Mo said, I don't believe in that. She's like, I think you can just meditate and you arrive at the teachings. She's like, I didn't, I don't like that philosophy. Yeah. It did scare me away though. Cause I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to do the teachings. Yeah. Learn about all this. I yeah. Just I remember cause I went to a Buddhist meditation place, uh, for a while when I lived in Maryland and, um, one of the teachings was that you shouldn't have sex with anybody unless you would be proud to introduce them to all of your friends and family. Wait, that was a Buddhist teaching? That's like a Buddhist teaching, yeah. In my own words, but that pretty much. Straight from the lips of the Buddha. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. There's the just Buddha? all these tenets and one I of them is like I think of the Buddha's having sex. Yeah. Did the Buddha have sex? And so it wasn't no. like you, can, you can't have... There was nothing about like premarital sex or having too many sexual partners or any like judgments like that. They just need like, to be fire. They just need to be fire and you need to be proud. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
So I thought that was interesting because I was like, that's just not even something that's never even occurred to me to like judge having sex with someone on that sort of tenet. Yeah. Can I do that? Seems like too much pressure to put on. Yeah. You'd be having a lot. uh, I would be having a lot less sex. Yeah. (laughs) The case. I know. And what would I tell my grandma introducing this person to them? (laughs) (laughs) This is a guy that I hooked up with. Yeah. I hooked up with this person because I thought you would really <laughs> like them. So I'm going to go in the other room. You guys can hang out for a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If I was hooking up with people that my grandmother would like, I'd be hooking up with Argentine politicians from, from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't. I could never do that. What about people who it's like, I can't, I wouldn't want to introduce my family to my friends. But you can't choose your family. You see what I'm saying? Ah. Right, right. Sometimes your family's not a good bellwether for who. The right, it's like I don't even. I don't even want to introduce my family to my friends. That's not my case, but some people do. And it's like, and now I'm, and now I'm about to, not you know, not get dicked down because of my grandma. Yeah. What kind of philosophy is that? Totally. <laughs> Annabelle says, "Giga Chad Buddha," and then Coulter says. Tens only, says the Buddha. That's right. <laughs> and then Annabelle says, only hook up with family members your friends would like. <laughs> See, we, we start talking about something light. People get in the chat. People get in the, people chat. Get in the chat. Yeah. I do feel that way about people I date where I'm like, man, the really the 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 high bar is will my friends like this person will, my, will they get along with it's my family true. you know we're 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 clowning on the buddha but actually i do live by that i do <laughs> kind of live by with that with people i date yeah. Yeah, yeah people i date right it's like okay first time you have sex you don't know quite yet right. what they're gonna be like but but yeah over time you want to be able to introduce them to your family having sex a couple of times you don't know them that well yet yeah right Totally, totally. Get to know someone by dating them. Well, it's also funny, too, when those moments where you're like, someone you really love or are really excited about, you bring them to your friends and you're like, oh, I really hope that this person like gets my friends like this person and they they really shine and then your friends are fucking weird and they're like i wasn't worried about my friends they're the ones who are who are awesome all the time but then they start acting weird and not themselves have i acted weird around your dates what have i acted weird around your dates no no but but (laughs) i brought matt matt over one of my best friends in the world this wasn't my fault and first time matt's over like hanging out you're burying the lead i brought the person i was dating you're you're bringing up that was my but i'm saying my own drama you were having your own little no and it was 10 times worse and it was multiplied (laughs) by 10 by sarah's weirdness so sarah comes in and, and matt beforehand before meeting sarah he listens to the podcast he was like i think Sarah and I would really get along. Like, I think we'd be friends. Matt's here. I said, Sarah, come over. She comes over after like a thing at Life World and she's acting weird as fuck. That's right. <laughs> she's, she, she's being weird to me. Like, it's uh, the, the vibes in this room are strange. I felt it was weird in the room. <laughs> and it she didn't want to talk. Weird in the room. <laughs> it was like I walked in and people had been hanging out. I don't know how long you guys have been hanging out for, but suddenly like all the attention was turned out to me like as if there was no conversation happening. Like it was silent in the room. And then I walked in and it was like, all right, Sarah, well, what do you have to say? And I was like, fucking nothing. I don't know. I don't know. And I really got agitated. And then Sarah <laughs> said, the vibes are weird. Everybody here is being weird. Yes. Can you imagine saying and I stand that in a room that. of 10 I people? was forced to say it. I can't imagine saying that. <laughs> no. I was 
forced no, to say it by how weird it was. I, no, we honestly we talked about this on the podcast already, and I could really like go into how everyone was being weird, but it would be inappropriate. <laughs> it would be inappropriate. And I'm protecting you guys, and I'm letting myself get caught right now on the podcast. With like, text me afterwards, damn. and I will explain damn. to you why no. every individual Fair in this enough. room is being weird. Fair That's Even, the fucking truth. Look, number that one, is the truth. Number one, that is the truth. Number one, you were seeing out of Sarah glasses, and I think your you projected your internal. However, however, let me let me let me grant you that perhaps yes people there were there were two new people in the room who didn't know anybody and it was kind of maybe quiet we weren't getting a conversation even if that were to be true even if that were to be true to go into the room and say everybody's being weird kind of a faux pas it was a faux pas because something so rude was happening in the weirdness in <laughs> no! the room yeah. that I was yeah. forced to do no, a faux pas. And that it. sucked for me because I, I don't like to do a faux pas. Well, and I, I was put in an, an impossible situation. I was trying hard for things to be good in the room. And Sam I, was I trying. Was bi- I was bombing. So Sam was I'll trying and he was that. bombing. I was, yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad room. It was like we were at um, what Brooklyn Comedy Club. And it, and it did not make it any better. To, to tell it absolutely didn't. And I had no other choice. I wouldn't have done it. I didn't say thinking this will fix the situation i said i've been given no recourse you just dropped a grenade you've been given no pain out of a grenade you held in your hand until i'm blocked on every road forward of being normal (laughs) and i have to just say everyone in the room is being weird right now i would never say it unless i was forced to i would never say you fake it until you make it and i would go off sure it was quiet sure you came in and we were curious about what was going on with you and i said i threw talk about it and that should be enough Uh, guys, vote afterwards on the Raisin Man app. Who you think is who's right? Being weird. <laughs> yeah, who's who's being weird and who's being normal? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's all water under the bridge. It's all good now. That's yeah. right. That's we're, right. We're all yeah. Copacetic. Yeah, it's tr- yeah. And when I bring people to meet my family, I usually am like, kind of worried about how my how they. I'm not well. I was gonna say. S- Sometimes it's the person that I'm worried about, but then sometimes you're like, oh, is my family, are they going to see my family through the eyes of what all all the things I'm insecure about my family about? So anyways, it's all to say is sometimes you're taking care of the person who's new, but then you realize that that the person, the people that they're meeting who are your best friends and loved ones in the world, they're another fat. X yeah, factor where they do weird off. shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I was, I was, um, I was talking to, uh, I think it was, well, I guess I, I was like, should I say it? it was Alex bliss. And we were talking about when you Hell tell yeah. hard truths to your partner. And he told me that when he, in high school, he was with a girl and he was like, yeah, one day I told her, I thought her mom was annoying. And I was like, that is, that's probably not something you would ever want to share. That's not one, Alex. That's an L. That's an L. That's an L. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny. I feel like I really don't. Um, when I was younger, I had such a program of like, I love all my friends from high school. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to make these friends in college. and I'm going to merge everyone together. Everyone's going to be best friends, adult life. We'll all be hanging out. And now as that I am like in this adult part of my life, I, I just like I don't have the capacity to make people be friends with each other. Whether it's like someone I'm dating or people who are in my life. It's just like if you guys can figure out a way to connect, that's awesome. But it's none of my business kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Even though it would streamline my life and make it easier, I can't like I don't know. You know, the polite way to introduce people 
like by the rules of etiquette are you're supposed to introduce two people who don't know each other by telling them something that they have in common so that then they have a conversation that they can have mm. that they can connect on and I feel like I haven't done that in years I'm always just like here's two you know you guys see what see if you can figure it out you have something in common I yeah, never say stuff, swim. Yeah. I don't say something they have in common I say something cool about each one hey this person makes music this person you say something cool about a video game you've been playing <laughs> and then you leave hey, here's Sarah yeah. Skyrim is really fun yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, you'd hope that your friends can kind of handle themselves. They better. Yeah. yeah. I think it's true. You kind of let. You have to let the magic happen. Now you can't force it. You totally. Force it. So Sam, let me ask you this. Ask away. About twenty minutes ago, you said, "You know, I could cut out at 20 If we had cut out at twenty. Like, do you, do you, do you, are you glad we didn't cut out at 20? I'm glad. I wouldn't have never known that there's this beef about that, about <laughs> about that, that night. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, just imagine is. if we kept going longer, we would keep unearthing things to get mad at each other about. It's true. We would keep finding <laughs> wounds true. to dig yeah. our fingers into and make yeah. things that were okay, worse. make them worse. Yeah. It, well, it's, I, the listeners don't know this, but we're kind of podcasting in difficult conditions. Like, when the 20 minutes ago, I was like, Will was cooking like a this big old breakfast over here. And I was like, I'm thinking if this if we weren't podcasting, I would have gotten up 30 minutes ago and like gone to my room and rested a little bit <laughs> and then come back out. And I would have had something new to say, yep. you know, yep. I would have taken a break from the conversation yeah. and charged a little bit. But with podcasting, I mean been doing it for over a year now but sometimes it's still hard you know you just want to get up and look in the fridge sometimes totally yes and sometimes you got to react to stuff that you're like i don't think anything about that yes uh, yes exactly <laughs> no one's talking and felipe goes what do you think about that sam and i'm thinking Nothing. i don't know i'm thinking <laughs> what's will making for breakfast yep why is he putting so much yeah. butter in the pan yes. you know honestly you know? and you can't say that that's yeah really because right. i felt i felt i left you hanging with the tradcast thing and i was like i haven't i haven't thought enough about it to like come up with a that's okay with a thing and i thought i left sarah hanging that's i okay. definitely have thoughts about it but i was just like yeah i didn't didn't have the health bar for it I guess. yeah so i'm yeah. sorry about that oh thanks yeah yeah or sometimes another thing that happens on on, on to reveal the curtain back a little yeah, more like back Sometimes you're 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 trying to figure out the thing you want to say, and then someone, rightfully so, like tries to go down a, a different com- road. A comedic byway or, yeah. or a different oh road, and you're God. like, oh "That's God. not what I'm fucking yes. talking yeah. about." Oh, like, and now I, was, I don't get to say my thing. Yes, yes. yes I was like, yeah. I want to talk about what it, the experience of being an artist and like isolating yourself, yes, and yeah. whether totally. you guys do that. And, and I went and down Felipe wants to talk about totally. Ukraine. I'm like, yeah. I'm not totally. talking about the Ukraine. No, and I knew, totally. and I knew that, and I knew that. I knew that I thought I'm doing something naughty here. But, naughty. but but we need to be punished after this. We need show. to blow this up and, and when you're feeling buoyant, you know, it's like everything just like multiplies. Yes. Everything multiplies. Everything. Then that's why I don't like spring. I don't like how you're being. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's yes, right. and it's hard because you're like the conversation is going one way, and you have this thing you were gonna say, and so you're like, okay, well, I'll put a pin in that, and I need to remember to come back to it. Now I gotta listen to this new thing that we're talking about. I gotta right. have a new thing to yeah. say. That's right. That. I also, besides thinking of something to say, you have to listen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's I'm gonna sorry. be impossible. Well, I'm sorry I talked about the Ukraine. I knew in the moment I was doing something bad. Wow. But I thought <laughs> I hate springtime yeah. Felipe is mean. Yeah, he leaves really? you hanging. <laughs> no way. Wait, I didn't. I came in. I came in with I'm all the kidding. humility. I'm just being, kidding. Okay, okay. I'm just kidding. no that's good and also for the listeners to know i already apologized for being weird on that night 
<laughs> yeah. So I'm not apologizing for that again. And, and not on the air. And Sam, say more about being isolated. I was really like <laughs> As fellow artists, I thought you guys were gonna think I this wish. is an interesting conversation. Yeah, let's talk about moments it in actually, life where we would do I this. I was literally you know? talking about this with someone else this week, and then you brought it up and I was like, Wow, I'm tuned into this and then I got lost. Sam, I'm never <laughs> isolated. I'm like I'm like in the matrix, I'm jacked in at all times. There's never yeah. a second that I, I know. tune out. I know. How do you do that? You just shed. You compart. You, do you visualize putting like dating and sex in a box, and then you put the box on the shelf, and you're like, okay, now I walk over to the computer in my mind. I guess so. Well, I, I don't. It, I didn't think it was in me, but then I realized like that's what I've been doing for the past like two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. And I found find going on social media like kind of sickening. It's 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 against everything I want to be achieving right now. Yeah. Same with dating. Like it's all Damn. like yeah. And I, I felt I've the story I was having was that it hasn't been feeling good. I've been feeling Aww. isolated from the world. But now my story, as of last <laughs> night, being in the shower, I'm like, no, it's good, and you need these moments, you know. Mm. And it'll come again where I'll be like extroverted and stuff. Hmm. Anyways, I wish I could do that. I really think all the time, like I have this new stand-up I need to write for these performances that are coming. Up I know, and you're booked so, so many shows. I'm booked on a bunch of shows. Do you want to thank everybody? We're yeah. going a little long. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of now we've uncorked we've uncorked all the hard truths, and I'm like, let's go a little bit long. Go a little long. Now that we've uncorked the hard truths, yeah, we kind of hit an energy dip. And plug your shows. Yeah. And now we're back up. Okay, I'm on uh, Charlie Barty and Natalie Rodder Laitman's Explorations Live. This is a, a great show. I want to go. I've never Saturday. been, and I want to see it Saturday. It's on Saturday night. Uh, whoa! Wait, what time? What it? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> like eight or something. It's a good guess. It's a good guess for a comedy <laughs> show. <laughs> I yeah. might, uh, I might go to Lena's show. <sighs> yeah. yeah, damn. But it's um, gonna be a good ass show at Life World all weekend long. You I gotta go see Child, and and if you have not gotten your tickets for that, you need to get your tickets because I got an email this morning. No, what? I got an email. So normally we sell 50 tickets for a show and then we do a little extra. Um, But 50 is kind of full full room. But then I got an email this morning that was like, they're putting the chairs in a funny way. And and, and yes, they are putting the chairs in a funny way. They're putting the chairs in a funny way. You hate to get that email. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we're not selling 50 tickets. We're selling 30 and one of the... No. Something like that. No. So you got to go because they're about to go from being like halfway sold to like sold out, sold out, sold out. Will, what night are you going to Lena's show? Friday. But there's a there's a party on Saturday. That's there's what I'm a party on Saturday. There's a party on Saturday. Okay. So you know, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> okay, cool. Where um, where else show. are you performing? I'm on Carly's new show. Yes. Motorsports show. Road Hog. What's it called, Carly? If you're still in the chat. <laughs> dirt Dirt Hog. <laughs> it's a motorcycle themed show at Motorsports on March 5th. Um, I'm doing my long form show again on March 12th uh, at Life World, and we're doing the Raise a Man live show. No, we don't have a date for that. I don't have a, so I can't plug that. On no. March 30th, I'm on uh, Nice Guys. That's Christian's show. He was in the chat. Normal the Guys. Normal Guy. God, what is it? I should, I'm not ready to plug the shows. Look, check on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got to write this stuff. And I keep having this vision of like going to Life World and just like shutting my phone off and just like being with my thoughts and like running my jokes and like thinking of new things. But I just like can't, it's hard to unplug. I can't let go. I can't surrender because also it feels like it's like I can't fully do it i can't do a walden pond um i'm only gonna have like two hours where my phone can be turned off and then i gotta turn it back on and be like fuck, fuck, two fuck, hour fuck. walden yeah two hour walden and that's not a real walden like you just can't step away so i don't know i feel like i don't have any space in my life i gotta get some space yeah yeah 
Um, well, I think that that's good. I think to end, we've gone yeah. long yeah, and yeah, yeah. we kind of savaged the pieces that there were to savage. And I think, you know, for next time, I think we should get into a fight halfway through the episode if we ever feel like start it's with different. a fight. Start with a fight. Yeah. yeah, just start saying hard truths to each other. Okay. Deal. Deal. Okay. Well, thanks to everybody for listening to the podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Raisin Man Arena.